This is Real Love Now, a ministry outreach of Pastor Don Allen in the Church at War Hill. As with every aspect of our ministry, the purpose of this broadcast is to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him and His children, and discover your destiny now. Here's the message from Pastor Don Allen. I want your song to change today. Too many of us have been singing a song of defeat far too long. But a song like that could get down in your spirit that we are the champions. We Now look, Charlie and I sing that song. We'll practice our spelling words, and when he gets 100 on his spelling words on the way into school, we're driving along, and we will begin singing that song. We'll be driving, and we... Auto chant, you know, just like that. We'll kind of put our little rasp in our voice, and we get, about the time we get to school, we come in and we go, of the world. And it doesn't ever fail. After he gets out of the car, I still sing the song driving down the road. Why? It's voted by whoever votes this kind of stuff as the catchiest song in history. That song has the record of being that thing that gets in your brain that you can't get it out of there. It is so catchy that three decades after it was recorded, it was voted the world's favorite song. Now when Freddie Mercury sang, we are the champions, my friend, and we'll keep on fighting till the end, I don't think he was being very theological at that moment. I, I, I think there's most of the song could line up with some pretty good the, uh, what we're talking about in Romans 8, except for the one line that says, no time for losers, because I'm thankful Jesus has time for losers. Amen. He shows up, and he spends time, and he changes our lives, and he takes us from being a loser and makes us a winner. I want you leaving this place today singing, we are the champions. As a matter of fact, I, I would love for it to get reports for how that some spouses freak their spouse out in the car when they just belt it out going down the road. Amen. I, I think it would be powerful. You see, these words describe the very situation that we've been talking about the last two weeks in Romans chapter 8. Romans 8 and 35, Paul asked a question, asked two questions. says, can anything ever separate us from God's love? We talked about this last week. Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or are hungry or are destitute or in danger or threatened with death? And then he answers it in the next verse. No. What's the answer there? No. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. I want you to get that today. Some of you have been singing the wrong song, and it's time for you to start singing that you are a champion, that you are a conqueror by the blood of the Lamb. Amen. You see, you're not a champion because of your ability. You're a champion because of Christ's ability. Christ has called you. Christ has chosen you. Christ has a purpose for your life. This should be your soundtrack. Your soundtrack should not be another, oh, woe is me, woe is me type song. Your soundtrack should not be a song that talks about how that somebody's run out on you and stole your dog, your wife left you, your truck broke down. Come on now, amen. That should not be your song. You have been called to be more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus, and that should become our anthem. That's what should get stuck in your spirit. For too long, some of you have your defeats stuck in your spirit, but it's time to get the victory that is yours stuck in who you are, and you begin to rehearse that over and over again in your mind. Can I get an amen this morning? Amen. 
She said, Pastor, that's not really my song because I failed a thousand times. I don't care if you have failed a thousand times. You are still more than a conqueror because Christ declares you as such. And to think of ourselves as anything less than who we are in Christ is false humility. I mean, we've got to learn to become like Christ wants us to, amen? I mean, that's normal to have to learn where you are. It's, it's sort of like when you get married. You know, couples say, oh, you know, they'll come to me about six, eight months after they were married. And the man particularly say, you know, I just thought that when we went to the altar, everything would change. My mind would be completely different. And, and I just, I'd be from single to married. You know, it's just that easy, right? Did anybody else have to learn like I did? You know, my wife would make this statement to me. She'd say, honey, well, let me rephrase that, not in that nice a voice. <laughs> but uh, she'd say, if you're going to be late, you need to just pick up the phone and call me and let me know where you are so I know you're not dead on the side of the road. Can I get a name? Anybody else get that? Amen. Or, honey, I know you think you have money, but there's a need for that money. Wait a minute, that's my money. No, honey, what's yours is mine. Why? See, just because we made a statement before God, it changed our position. But my mind wasn't completely where it was supposed to be yet. Let me just be honest, but I wasn't trained yet. Amen. My mind didn't know, you know, now you don't even have to call and tell them when you're late. You can just send a text. You don't have to hear the tone in their voice as you're trying to explain to them why you're late, you know? Honey, I'm going to be 15 minutes late. Smiley face, heart, heart, heart. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you can just do it that way. You don't even have to get the implications. But you see, the difference was this. The status had changed, even though my life was having to learn to st line up with the status, but it did not change the fact that I was married. Are, are you with me? See, some of you, because your life mirrors too much of what it used to be, you've, not, you've given up trying to mirror what God's called you to be. But when you went to an altar and you made a promise to give Jesus Christ your life, he changed your standing. You went from being a loser to a conqueror. You went to being one that is now a champion. And your purpose is not to live in darkness, but it's to begin to bring this life in line with what Christ has called you to do. Amen. Now, I got to warn you, I'm in the mood to preach today. I'm in the mood to declare over you the favor of God because you've heard the wrong song long enough. You've listened to the lies of the devil. You've listened to the lies of defeat. You've been singing that or somebody done me wrong song far too long. You need to begin to declare, hey, I am a champion. I am a believer and I will conquer by the blood of the lamb. Amen. I mean, you may not feel like you're winning, but guess what? Even if you're failing more than you're winning because Christ declares it, you are still more than a conqueror. Whew. Man, I feel this. Why? Because the battle is not yours to win or lose. The battle belongs to the Lord. In case you don't understand, it's not within him to lose. It is not within God's ability to lose. God always wins. Christ has already conquered. Let's just take a little pause. How many of you like a real close like basketball game or football game? Anybody like a real close game going back and forth? You know, I don't like those. My last year of coaching, every game was like two points. And I was like, I can't take it anymore. 
Pastor Danny loves those kind of games. He'll let them catch up just so I'm sitting on the sidelines going, what are you doing? That back and forth, back and forth. I'm the type of guy, what I like to do is I like to run the score up as far as I can and then put my second and third string in and let them have fun for a few minutes. You know, run it up as far as you can, let the second, third string play. If they get within about 12, 15 points, put them back in, let them run it up a little bit more. And, 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 and you know what I've realized? Neither one of those are the way that God wants us to play. We are not to live the Christian life with the decision, are we going to win today? We're going to lose today. We're going to win or we're going to lose. Nor are we to try to get so far out that we're just kind of coasting. That's not what he's called us to be. He has called us to live our Christian life in such a way that we know we're going to win. Very, very specifically here, the description given here in this Romans chapter 8, this place that describes how we should be living for Christ, that Christ has called us for better is described by a very specific Greek passage. And I want you to see this this morning. This very specific Greek word is hypernikeo. And the Greek word hypernikeo, it's kind of just fun to say, isn't it? Okay, no, it's not. But hypernikeo is the Greek word that, that means that it's to conquer above and beyond conquering. It's to hyper-conquer. It is to over-conquer. It's to, to overdo it. The kind of victory that Christ has called you to is to conquer with success to spare. We're not talking about having a W on your, on your, on your schedule. We're talking about a W that's so big that it's obvious that you dominated like, like nobody's business. Let me just give you, for example... Georgia Tech, little school in Atlanta, holds the record for the biggest victory in the history of sports. Several, several uh, decades ago, Georgia Tech played, I believe it was Cumberland. And when they played Cumberland, they won by, I believe it was 222 to zero. Now, that's a little bit over top. I mean, you know, let me tell you how aggressively played them. The only reason the score wasn't more is Cumberland actually formed a human pyramid to block an extra point kick at the end. They fought to the end, but they were so dominated. Heisman, the coach Heisman, so dominated them that it made a statement. And I don't know what caused that to happen. I don't know what was the, the, the genesis of why he wanted them to get so clearly that you have come onto a field that you're not going to win on. You are going to be destroyed. And we're going to destroy you in such a manner that no one will ever question again who has the right to be here. But I don't know why he did it. But this I do know. He did it. And he made the statement that still stands today as the greatest spread in history he says, hey, this battle is going to be settled right here and right now, and I'm not going to leave any question as to who is in charge. Now, I believe that if somebody will do that for a football game, that we need to make up our mind that we are not going to sing the defeated song any longer, that we're going to become a people who say, you know what? The battle I fight is more important, and I'm tired of people wondering whether or not I'm going to win or I'm going to lose, but I'm going to settle this right here and now. Devil, I didn't start it, but I know how to finish it. I will finish it by the blood of the Lamb, and I will win, and I will win clearly, amen. I feel this this morning. I will win in such a manner that people are not going to question whether or not I'm serving God. They're going to look and say, I don't know how they did it, but something has changed inside of them. They are a new person, and they have moved forward to a level I never believed they could move to. Amen. 
Pastor Don, why are you yelling? Because I want you to, I, I feel like a football coach saying, why have you been losing? We, you're, you're stronger. You're better. You've got all the right equipment. Get up off where you are and shake yourself and declare, I will win. Amen. You see, the ability to live at this kind of victory is not something you can just wish for. It is who you are because of Christ. You have that ability. Why? Because we are more than conquerors. We are. So this is the importance that we understand that we still fight. I mean, just because the victory is given to us does not mean we give up. We still fight. And what happens if we get knocked down and bruised? We get up. You see, even if we've been knocked down, it does not mean that we give up because as long as we are still fighting, we need to understand something. The fight is fixed. Your fight is fixed. You can win because Jesus says you can win. But Pastor Don, you don't understand all the things that are stacked up against me. No, 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 you don't understand. You can win because Jesus says you can win. You can overcome because Jesus calls you an overcomer. You can win because you're more than a conqueror because of Christ. But Pastor, you don't know how bad I've been knocked down. You know, Christine and I made a, a really bad mistake last night. We, I thought, you know what, I'm just going to check out this movie. A true story movie. So we pop this movie in and this true story movie and we start watching it and we realize that we're going to watch it until the end. I thought we'd watch a little bit of it, you know, and, but we were like, oh. and it was the story of the Texas Longhorns, great leader, Freddie Steinbeck. And Freddie Steinbeck was too small to play football, but they let him play anyways. And as he began to play, they realized that the heart of this young man was just unmatched. And Freddie Steinbeck would play until he would lead the Texas Longhorns to a national championship. They would play not only until they won the national championship, but they would have, have an undefeated season, an unbelievable year, and, and everyone understood it was the heart of this young man. And after winning the national championship, he's in a great deal of pain. They send him to a doctor, and two days after he won the national championship, they discovered that Freddie Steinbeck had cancer in his bones of his leg. And so they amputated his leg two days after being named national champion. They amputated his leg to the hip. He looked at his coach and said, Coach, I'm going to be at the Cotton Bowl on New Year's Day. The doctor said, Son, you can think you're going to the Cotton Bowl on New Year's Day. He said, But if we were to put you into a chair and roll you in, it would probably cost you your life because of all the pressure of the stitches and you won't be healed enough. And he said, he said, son, you can go ahead and make up your mind. You're not going to be at the Cotton Bowl. That year, the Notre Dame would meet them at the Cotton Bowl. That year, Notre Dame had declared, never accepting a bowl before, they had declared that we will become, uh, show our dominance by beating your national champion at the Cotton Bowl. And Freddie knew his team needed him. So Freddie began the march toward being there. He said, doctor, I will not be rolled onto that field, but I will walk onto that field. Having lost a leg, he began the push. 20 days 
after having his leg amputated, this champion came through the opening of the cotton bowl on his crutches as the crowd began to celebrate. As this champion came out onto the field, the energy that was created, and he from the sidelines would lead his team on in encouragement to win that game, an undefeated season with a young man who was determined that no matter what life threw at him, even though it would take his entire life within a year, he would lose his life, but he was determined that no matter what life threw at him, he was a winner and he was going to continue winning no matter what knocked him down. I'm talking to somebody here today. Somebody needs to understand your song has been sung the wrong way far too long. It is time for you to begin to get it stuck in your head that we are the conquerors of the world and we'll keep on fighting until the end and it's time for you to report back to duty amen but pastor don i've been knocked down i've been bruised stand up shake yourself wipe off the dust and show up on the field your family needs you to show up on the field there's a battle that somebody needs to win and you might be the inspiration Am I making sense to anybody today? How many are thankful for a Jesus who changes your song? How many are thankful for a God who makes you more than a conqueror? Come on, give him some praise. Hallelujah. Amen. Pastor, I just don't know if I can face it. Come on. feel like a coach still. Come on. Who's fighting for you? Jesus is fighting for you. Have you ever seen him lose a battle? He has never lost a battle. You see, the danger only comes when you refuse to fight. Sure, sometimes we'll suffer setbacks. But remember, because of the one who fights for you, the setbacks you face are only launching pads for your comeback. That's the first service I've said that in. It must be for you. You may feel like you've been knocked to the mat, but it's time for you to push yourself back to your feet For you to press on until your hands are lifted in victory and God's glory. Guys, we're all going to face trials. You know what the first part of testimony is? Test. Until you go through the test, you'll never be able to declare a testimony. But in that test, your victory comes. Why? Because we can conquer because Christ has conquered. Revelation chapter 5, get a vision of this. Revelation chapter 5, verse number 5 reads like this. Stop weeping. Look, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the heir to David's throne, has won the victory. I've been studying about this empowering that comes that brings the victory. Studying of revivals. In the 1700s, a group of men got together, and I want to be specific on this, and decided to found a, a group. It was a count, a king, an archbishop, a government official, and an 87-year-old Creek Indian chief. This group pledged all their wealth and all their influence to the cause of Christ. They began a prayer meeting in 1727 that was so mighty and the move of God fell so strong that for 100 years, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, people prayed around the clock. On the 100th anniversary, this prayer was written concerning the description of the heart and soul behind this movement that had shaken the world, the Moravian revival. This is the prayer. Lord God, the Holy Ghost. 
in this accepted hour as on the day of Pentecost, descend in all thy power. We meet with one accord in our appointed place and we wait the promise of our Lord, the Spirit of all grace. The young, the old inspire with wisdom from above and give us hearts and tongues of fire to praise, to pray, and to love. We must begin to sing the right song and the one who should be writing our song should be none other than the power of the Holy Spirit. It is said when they began this prayer that their church, I want to get it right, was divided, powerless. But as they began to seek the face of God, they were baptized in the Holy Spirit and fire. This move of God in their lives united them with such a powerful message that they traveled to the world to declare what God could do. And this was the united message they took and the symbol that they all bore. This was their cry. Our Lamb has conquered let us follow Him. Our Lamb has conquered. Listen to that for a moment. Our Lamb has conquered and let us follow Him. Where are we following Him to? What has He done? He has conquered. He has become the victor. He did it, so now let us do it. Every service has been different, but you need to get what I'm trying to tell you this morning. That the power of the Holy Spirit has not come in your life for you to live defeated. The power of the Holy Spirit has not come for you to be discouraged and beaten down and to, to look so much like the world that people can't tell the difference. But the power of the Holy Spirit has come into your life so that you can begin to walk into the victory that Christ has already walked into for you. This must become our cry. Because He has conquered. Now I must conquer. Because he is one. Now I will win. Amen? So what makes us more than conquerors? The blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. In Revelation, seven times the word hypernike was used. Each time this promise is given to him who overcomes. To those who don't just Show up, but to those who win, he says, I will give the right to eat from the tree of life. To those who win, I will give them the right to have a white stone with a new name declared of God given to them. To those who win, they will be seated in high places with Christ Jesus around the throne of God. He said, to those who make a determination that I'm not just being here is not enough anymore, I'm going to win. I'm showing up for battle. I will become who Christ has called me to be. Pastor Don, I don't know what God wants me to be. Uh, let me just make it plain to you. More than a conqueror. He wants you to beat that sin down. <laughs> but He doesn't just want you to beat it down and stop it. He wants you to kill it, destroy it, shred it, get rid of it completely. Am I making sense to anybody today? Stand with me. How do we overcome? It's simple. We overcome through Christ. We overcome through Christ. A pastor that has sowed into my life tremendously, sowed into this church, these are his words this morning. 
He said, you are more than a conqueror. And to think of yourself of anything less is false humility. And false humility is worse than pride. Pride is believing something about yourself that isn't true. False humility is not believing something about yourself that is true. And here's the truth. You are more than a conqueror through Christ who loves you. Would you bow your heads with me in this place? You are more than a conqueror. You are an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb. You will win. I don't care what chased you into this place. You can win. You can overcome. You can be delivered. You can be set free by the power of the Holy Spirit. I feel it here today. With every head bowed and every eye closed, nobody looking around, all respecting what God is doing in this place right now. Father, I thank you for what you're doing here. You see those here that you've gathered into this place. You see those that are joining us in other ways. God, I pray you'll speak to their hearts right now. Change who they are. Lord, you see the songs that we've been singing wrong. But now we're going to declare the faithfulness of Christ. With every head bowed, and if you're here today, you say, Pastor, I've been singing the wrong song. And I want God to help me sing the right song. I want to be the conqueror, the champion that God's called me to be. If that's you, can I just see your hand right where you are? Hands all over this place. You can put those down. Maybe you're one of those that just raised your hand, or maybe you didn't raise your hand yet, and you'd say, Pastor, I know where I need to start. I need to start by surrendering my whole life to Jesus Christ. I need to start by believing in Christ as my Savior. And I need to surrender it all to Him now. I today want to settle who I am in Christ. This is the first service I've given this call. But if you're here today and you say, Pastor, today's the day that I want to give my life to Christ and let Him change my song. I want to be born again or I want to recommit my life to Christ. I want to pray with you right where you are. I won't embarrass you. I didn't embarrass those that raised their hand. I'm gonna... But if that's you, I want to see your hand right where you are. Hold it up high. Hold it up high right where you are. Thank you. Are there others? Today's your day. This is your moment to settle who you are in Christ Jesus. This is your time. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you. Thank you. Just join hands with someone near you if you would. Father, you see those that are recommitting their lives to you today. Father, I thank you for what you have done and what you're going to do. And Lord, as they're declaring today your faithfulness, God, as they establish afresh and anew, that they're going to become who you've called them to be. God, forgive them of their unrighteousness. Lord, you have called them your children. Now allow them to found themselves in you. Help them to become what you want them to be. And church, there's been so many that have responded this morning as, as I need God to change my song. So here's how I want us to pray corporately today. Say this with me. I am more than a conqueror. Come on, let's say it again. I am more than a conqueror. Now let's say it like we're facing that struggle that's come to destroy us. Let's say it together. I am more than a conqueror. 
Father, we're changing our song. I'm asking you, Lord, to get this song stuck in their heads, that they will walk away from this place singing. We are the champions of the world, and we will fight until the end. We're not backing down. We're not backing away. We're pressing on because great is our God and worthy is our King. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Why don't you give him a conqueror praise this morning? Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. today's word from Pastor Don Allen to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him all over again, and live out your destiny now. To learn more about our pastor and the ministry of the church at Warhill, join us online at warhill.com. Then join us in worship at one of our North Georgia locations. Service times are Sundays at 8.15, 9.30, and 11 a.m., where you will find Real Love Now.